Welcome to the shitposter.club anime podcast. I'm your host, Dad, and with me is Cool Boy Mew. Hey, hey, hi. The man who talks entirely in haiku. <laughs> and tonight we have a special guest. The dear leader to all shit posters, the slayer of mastodons, the drinker of oceans of Coke Zero, able to code better than a thousand monkeys at a thousand Unix terminals, and he plays a pretty good Chun Li in Street Fighter 2. Welcome to our admin, Moon. Hey, how? How you? How's it going? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good. I, I can't do fighting games, man. <laughs> That was all. For a while, that was all I did. Whew. Yeah, you went to Japan once in the yeah, 90s, right? Sure did. Played a lot while I was there. Nice, nice. How did you match up to I the did natives? Really, I did really well. I uh, made some people actually like upset sometimes. <laughs> uh, how upset? Uh, there's this anime, um, uh, a high score girl. Which is actually set in the nineties or the eighties or nineties, I don't remember. And you see people get really, really angry at arcades. Like they wanted to to beat other people up. Did this happen? No, I did not see that happen, but I okay. had people basically give me the cold shoulder. <laughs> uh, I occasionally had people threaten to start fights, but never got into real violence at arcades. Yeah, the US was a lot worse for that actually. Really? Oh yeah, I uh, I beat some guy in uh what was it? It was a uh, Mortal Kombat two, and I kept beating him and beating him and beating him, <laughs> and then he finally just like slammed his fist on the machine and goes ah oh, like that, and then he grabbed me in like a bear hug, oh, picked shit. me up, picked me up over the air, and then slammed me down flat on my feet. Jesus. Oh. And uh, and uh. uh it was violent, but he wasn't trying to like he was he was angry, but he wasn't like so angry that he actually wanted to like hurt me. He just wanted to like slap me around a little. You, you just got scared. And uh, well, it it, it was it, I was completely disoriented. I was like wandering around. Yeah. Because he because they like slammed me down on the bottom of my feet. I just kind of was like whoa. One guy tried to hit me with his car. Whoa. Because <laughs> I kept beating him at a uh, samurai showdown. Jesus. That that's pretty hardcore. Yeah, that guy was a jerk. Yes. Yeah, this episode I was hoping to talk about old anime, but old video is fine too. This <laughs> I, I haven't prepared anything for this episode except that little introduction. Let's talk about old anime. Yeah. So, so let's go in alphabetical order. Cool boy Mew. What was your first anime? Man, I I have a lot of first anime. When I was a kid. There was a shitload of anime actually airing, so uh, I, I'm I'm just gonna list them. There's something called Sulasing de Musketeer or the Three Musketeer anime. In Japanese, it's just anime senjushi, which is basically just the Three Musketeer anime. It's well, it's the Three Musketeers. There, there's nothing special about it. Uh, all I remember is that uh, D'Artagnan, I believe, uh, is actually a woman in this one. Oh, of course, it's from Japan. Yeah, obviously. Um, I, I don't remember much from it. I have a synopsis, but I mean, it's the Three Musketeers, so fuck that. Oh. Well, if you ever want to rewatch it, I have an Anime Bites account. They probably have it. Oh, I, I believe it's all over on YouTube. Oh. L- last I know. They had the entire French anime on YouTube, and nobody took it down because it's so fucking old. 
They, they just don't give a shit. Uh, one that I remember a little more is actually based on a French book. Uh, well, the same as Three Musketeers, it's Rémi Sans Famille. Uh, in Japanese, it's Ie Nakiko, which literally means homeless child. Apparently, in English, it's known as Nobody's Boy Rémi. Yeah, I'll put all these in the show notes for those listening. Yeah, I can give you my notes later. Yeah, but continue. So basically, I remember really hating this as a child. Be- uh, basically, it's Remy, uh, which becomes homeless. He-, he ends up being like a- adopted by, um, you know, the-, the kind of people who do shows in the streets. What's the words for this? Uh, buskers. No, he-, he does like musical numbers in the street. No, they're called buskers. Yeah, but at least uh, a bard or something, whatever. Oh. And uh, Remy basically, he-, he wants to just go back to his mother. And it- it's super dramatic. Th- that's why I really hated this as a kid. <laughs> I've, n- I've, n- I've never been much of a fan of drama. Yeah, you tend to love slice of life stuff, right? Yes, but not as a kid. Not as a kid. I mean... Uh, there's this other anime, um, Anne of Green Gable. Yes, there was an anime about that. Yeah. yeah. I- I'm pretty sure that it actually aired as a kid, and I remember fucking hating it. <laughs> so did I. I never watched it. Yeah, I've never seen it. just heard of it. I, I think what's even worse is that a few years after, they aired the live-action um, version of it, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I, I didn't have cable when I was a kid. I, I didn't I didn't have cable at all so I had to suffer with like the basic chain channels and they, they aired the the boring stuff for ages and oh my god however um I know you, you told me uh, you guys are familiar uh, a bit with it uh, the mysterious cities of gold yeah I watched a little bit as a kid and I don't remember any of it I'd say it's the best of the tree, of the tree. I have a bit of synopsis. It's set in um, in fifteen uh, hundreds. Uh, the series follows the adventure of a young Spanish boy named Esteban, who joins a voyage to the New World in search of the lost seven cities of gold and his father. It's um, I remember it becoming really weird because at some point aliens. Uh, Alien starts being involved, so... Oh, sounds kind of like uh, Nadia, The Secret of Blue Water. I haven't seen this, unfortunately. It does. It's a, uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, well, uh, let's compare when they actually came out, because I'm pretty sure that... that... Yeah, Mysterious Cities of Gold, 1982. Yeah. So that was, that was before Nadia, for sure. Yeah. They're, they have a lot of similarities. Really? So you could say that Nadia might be uh, inspired by the, that one? Could I be. don't know. Um, yeah. Well, they've got they've got kind of similar vibe of like ancient technology that that is like more advanced than current technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see that in JRPGs a lot too. They probably come from these anime. Because <laughs> I, I remember like I remember there being like a huge a huge boat. Like they find a huge boat inside of like an like an Aztec pyramid or something. Yes, yes, basically. 
and uh, they, they find some kind of uh, flying ship that's a bird. Yeah. Very, I don't. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I don't even remember that much. <laughs> I, well, I only it, so it like I saw opening. it. Oh, sorry. No, it, it wasn't the opening. The uh, what wasn't the the bird? Oh, I don't know enough to comment on it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that one that one I recall. Um, a friend of mine uh, had a father who owned a video store, mm-hmm. and they had tapes of it. And oh, really? That's how oh. we that's how we saw it. Were they and official or bootlegs? I believe they were bootlegs. Oh yeah. Um, oh. And what had happened was is that that she had forgotten about them years and years later and was trying to find them, and I managed to find them for her. So that's actually, my connection to it. Actually, they're, they're selling the DVD box set in Quebec. Yeah, it's out now. Yeah. It's out now because they made a, a France made a sequel 30 years later. Oh, geez. Yeah, 37 it, years later. It's still airing today, I believe. I unfortunately haven't had the chance to watch it because I wanted to watch to rewatch the original series first because mm-hmm. it uh, it continues the story. It's not like a random sequel. It completely continues the story. They oh. they, they goes uh, because you see uh, what goes on is that the, the first city of gold is and uh, something like um, in Latin America or something like this. Yeah, and I believe uh, in the sequel they go to China for for the second city of gold. Because the, so, the, the the legend goes that there's seven around the world or something like this. Right. Yeah, I know in the real world there's legends of cities of gold in Latin America. Well, yeah, it's based on that. That's yeah. for sure. So, uh, so if they did the second one 37 years later, that means they should finish the seven cities in about 300 years. maybe maybe apparently they're at uh, season 4 so I don't know if they moved on from China or anything (laughs) with with CG shortcuts maybe 200 years (laughs) (laughs) maybe I'll bother with it one day Uh, otherwise I've seen like uh, I believe I, I believe that there was the ID anime I don't remember shit from that uh, there was some frog called Demetan. I don't remember shit from that. Apparently, there was an anime uh, from some sort of um, of uh, Italian comic book called Calimero. Uh, I don't know much about European comics. M- me neither. <laughs> I don't remember shit from that. Well, now, you can, you can was it a uh, was it a western or? No, what do you mean, Western? Like uh, set in like the Wild West, like cowboys and stuff. No, that that's uh, that's uh, Lucky Luke. You're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Calimero is about some sort of bird who just hatch. I don't remember a single thing other Mm. than I watched this when I was a kid. Anyways, that's boring. (laughs) <laughs> uh, now for the stuff that I actually remember, the the nineties movement. Yeah, you guys saw this, right? Yeah. There's been like eight different movement series, right? Yeah, but the the one that uh, everyone remember is the nineteen. Uh, uh, well, I mean the nineties anime. Ah, so did that air in Quebec or what? Yes, in French. Oh, uh, all of that shit that I've. Um, 
that I've listed all aired in French. So Americans don't really know Moomin very well. Not, no, it didn't air in uh, in the U.S. <clears throat> Although I did, I, uh, I did pick up a uh, Moomin uh, comic book in Japan, and I didn't realize it was uh, Finnish. That, that that's actually unfortunate because it was a really really good slice of life anime. Mm-hmm. I have really good memories of it. Oh. So of course. I'm moving on if nobody uh, remembers anything from it. Uh, yeah, I've never seen it. I just know a few internet memes. Th- there's another show that I think I, I just saw part of it because uh, it aired just when it was time to go to high school. Uh, but I-, I learned years later that it might actually have been Tatsunoko Cinderella. Huh. Yeah, Tatsunoko actually had their own version of Cinderella. And I remember it being actually fucking good. I, I need to watch it again. Oh. Well, I can dig, probably dig it up for you. Yeah, yeah, that, that will be cool. Uh, yeah, just other- remind me after the show. Otherwise, we're starting to go into the more mainstream trim stuff. Um, dared a bit of Sailor Moon over here. In French, of course. But only like 26 episodes is disappointing. They did the same with Dragon Ball Z. Um, they, they aired it randomly, just 26 or 13 episodes, I don't remember, and it ended just before uh, they, um, uh, they finished the fight with Vegeta, where uh, Sangoan started to uh, become uh, those giant monkeys. I don't remember what they call. Yeah, Uzaru. Yeah. So, so basically, uh, Sangoan transforms, it ends there, they never order more episodes. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, that really pissed me off. Well, like Dragon Ball Z in the U.S., uh, they stopped making them during, I think the not the cell the 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 Frieza saga, like early in that, didn't they? Yeah, it's right after Goku lands on Namek and starts fighting. Yeah, Uh, and then it just just stopped. (laughs) I I believe um, in English uh, because I saw it in French, but I know that my friend that had cable TV, they watch it in English and a channel called YTV. It aired for years. They even aired GT here. So how good was the French dub of of Dragon Ball? I mean... Man, I don't remember, but uh, honestly... Uh, I find that in general, French dubs are pretty. Weird. They're better than English dubs in general. Yeah, maybe they take the the material more seriously. Actually, yes. They they, they usually cut less. I remember checking the Sailor Moon wiki, and the French version was actually cut even less than uh, it was in America. Oh. oh, one exception is the French dub for Fist of the North Star. Yes, but that's hilarious. What, what happened, <laughs> I believe, is that um, the French dub, they didn't like uh, the violence. So what they did is they they completely re- rewrote it. It's absolutely hilarious. They, they changed it into a comedy, pretty much. Yeah, I've seen a few YouTubes. It, it's excellent, actually. I recommend it, if you know French. Uh, otherwise, uh, for the mainstream stuff, the I'd say that when I started noticing that, you know, anime or anime was a card captor Sakura, which is 
it's a it's a complete shame because what happened is that I don't have cable TV. This aired on cable TV, and it was my favorite show of all times. So how did you see it? Uh, sometimes when I was at relatives. That that's about it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it... and and basically they never released the DVDs. Or uh, I finally got the DVD box set, and I had to import it from France. <laughs> that sucks, but at yeah. least it's at least that, it's that, available. That that really sucks because uh, as a kid, uh, it really really ate me for, for like years. I wanted to have them. And having them, I had to download them on some um, on email and um, other other P two P stuff like this. And those P two P stuff, uh, they, they work with some sort of um, of some sort of weird priority system, and you can never download anything if you don't share. So I had nothing to share. So obviously, I. I was not able to get all of the episodes, and they were in terrible quality. No. But yet, talking of French dubs, I'd say th- this is a really good example. The French dub of this one is actually really good. I, I can switch to uh, the to the new newer Japanese uh, uh, series because they they just released a new series like not even uh, one year ago. Oh, and... is it still drawn and written by Clamp? Yes, they they made a, a manga sequel like five or so years ago, I believe. Oh, I was not aware. So uh, basically, Madhouse are still on it. They still made a masterpiece, and um, the, the French dub was so good that I can switch the Japanese version and not feel like I just crushed another dimension. <laughs> oh, so they tried to imitate the original actors. Uh, kinda, uh, not all, but I mean, it's similar enough as to not be completely lost. the The English dub of Cardcaptor Secret is d- disgustingly bad. Yeah, I heard they censored a lot of it. They, they censored tried to make a, it. A, tried to make it for little kids. Yeah, pretty much. They they tried to make it uh, uh, the character Lee. They tried to make him like somewhat the main character. That was a stupid idea. They thought kids watching wouldn't want to watch a sh- girl show or what? Yeah, basically, but uh, it being like a shoujo, you know, a Sakura just cooking for everyone um, while she's talking to her dad and her brother. This is really what made the mood of the show. So they tried to cut the mood of the show and it was just stupid. But yeah, uh, otherwise, of course, I saw Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, there was some Antaro that heard on TV. I watched some Rurouni Kenshin on some burnt CDs that yeah. uh, my, my friend gave me. But then I finally fucking got cable TV. And I'd say uh, Inuyasha really got me into anime. And this was also the anime that started off the um, the anime block on YTV back then. And then, like, years after, I believe 2013, uh, I started finally getting some some big internet bandwidth, something like 15 gig a month limit, which was still super low, but I could, you know, download, actually download some stuff. 
And I started watching um, well seasonal show with Penty and Stocking, and then here I am. So I I, I talked a lot. It's you guys' turn. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Thanks for sharing. It's good to get a perspective of someone from a different country who watched different language, different TV channels than me. Yeah. Shit. I guess I'm next. <laughs> My first anime was Ranma One Half. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, how did you see it? The uh, VHS or it aired on TV? Well, uh, I had a relative who first showed me the manga, mm -hmm. and I got hooked. And later, I he showed me some anime. Like half of it was official tapes, which are way too expensive, and the other half is fan subs. Nice. So, so uh, actually, fan subs tapes. Yeah, and after that, I just got addicted to anything coming from Japan. Nice, nice. So I watched uh, Dragon Ball, uh, Magic Knight, Ray Earth, Akira. Uh, just lots of fun stuff from the 80s and early 90s. I've been wanting to watch Magic Knight, Ray Earth for, for just ages. I, I got the DVD box set. Is it good? It It's decent. It's decent, all right. It's at, good enough. At first, it looks like a standard magical girl story but there's some interesting twists to well, it. Well it's a uh, clamp isn't it? Yes. Yeah it's clamp. It's clamp before uh, card capture Sakura Rebellion. Yeah. Yeah so I didn't have much access to tapes on, tapes of fan subs myself but I was able to get friends and relatives to get stuff for me I, and it, I got like three quarters of Fushiki Yugi Nice and Still love the ending song to this day. It's freaking great I've not seen it, unfortunately. Unfortunately, because I I didn't have the bandwidth limit uh, as a teenager, I, I could have watched all of this shit if I wanted. Oh, well, at this time, it was still the BBS days, early, mid-90s. Mm. I didn't have internet access yet. Also, off uh, one of my local BBSs, someone uploaded a bunch of summaries of every volume of Dragon Ball. Darn. So those help me fill in the gaps of I remember those. I was missing. I remember yeah. those because a while later, a while later, I like wrote fake ones. What? I wrote. <laughs> I just what? wrote fake because I was. I just the the way that they translated the names and everything was like so so fucked up. Like because you know it's just it was just fans doing it and they didn't really know what they were doing so like they didn't have great Japanese and they didn't have great English and they would just like name things weird so I just like wrote ridiculous terrible summaries of Dragon Ball episodes where I like named everybody wrong and stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember this... I I showed them to a couple of my friends and they're just like dying laughing. <laughs> Did you still have them? No, I don't. Ah. Uh. Too bad. I we might have uploaded them to the bulletin board. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, you should ask uh, Jason Scott. <laughs> Anyone that has copies of him, he does. Oh man, that'd be so. I remember because I remember I called Goku Gok. Because <laughs> <laughs> like people would like translate a name that had a U on the end, and they just dropped the U. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, th that's usually how it works with like katakana. Yeah, katakana yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's like a subtle, it's like a subtle kind of like ooh sound like drops off, so they just drop it completely. Mm. Yeah. To this day, Dragon Ball fans probably argue more than anyone else about the names of the characters. 
That's right, because some people are like, it isn't Bulma, it's Buruma, and some people are like, no, it's like Bloomer. Oh, it's it's Iris and Arif, or Arif, whatever you're supposed to pronounce this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Torankusu. <laughs> you still see that shit once in a while, even though there's been over 20 years of official English releases. Yeah. Or like the uh, the Ginyu Force, like uh, like all of them are like names of weird stuff. Yeah, they're all named after dairy products. Yeah, mm. so it's like yeah, like like I guess they don't get that everything is named after something, but it's slightly different. So it doesn't make sense to name it that thing. Like he's like Ginyu, not Gunyu, so he's not called milk. <laughs> <laughs> but they have like, Frieza and Kula. Yeah, but they're Frieza and Kula, not Freezer and Cooler. Um, in the official English version, they call them Frieza and Cooler, which is pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. No consistency. No. And plus, there's been multiple English dubs over the years, and multiple English translations of the manga, almost Ooh. all of which are censored. Yeah. Somewhere I've got a uh, Japanese manga. I've got the first. I've got the first uh, Dragon Ball. Uh, oh really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The somewhere uh, host family gave it to me, but oh. uh, I've I have not seen it in a really long time. <laughs> it, it's lost among their stuff. Yeah, it's piled underneath something probably. Yeah, with your copy of the box for Shantae. Yeah. No kidding. Holy crap! So as we get into the mid to late nineties. Uh, my family gets internet access, and I start looking up all sorts of crap. And we didn't have any bandwidth limits, so I got really shitty s- subs of Evangelion. Mm. Watched all of those in like '98, and I still haven't rewatched the series since. I'm probably due. It's it's not bad, honestly. I, I'm I'm not gonna say that it's gonna be absolutely fucking amazing, but it's not bad. Yeah, it does a I, lot of fascinating stuff, I think. Yeah, that, that's for sure. But I, I think I'm going to get murdered for that opinion. <laughs> well, the I, go ahead. I, I I like it a lot, but yeah, it's it's not. Uh, there's people that just go completely crazy over it. I just think it's really good, not like outstanding. I, I, I can't like like it's it's importance as far as like like anime in the U.S. is concerned. It's like really it's pretty important, but. I don't know. I, I believe it's one of those anime that I actually that I missed the boat. Uh, there's uh, this anime. Uh, you guys know Code Geass? Yeah. Code Geass. Yeah. Yes. Uh, everyone told me it's absolutely fucking amazing, but then like I, I binge watch it. I really like season one, but season two is kind of eh. But it's not as great as everyone told me, but I believe that I, I missed the boat. I, I missed when it was actually airing and people were actually watching it and discussing what happens every mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, come to think of it, I watched Evangelion when I was a 14-year-old boy, just like Shinji. Except <laughs> not as self-loathing and disgusting and horrible. It, it might have been uh, somewhat relatable, maybe. Yeah, maybe a bit. But yeah, I, I believe it, it's something that I, I don't love because I didn't actually get to experience when it was actually big and people were talking about it. That's part of the anime experience, too. And people were definitely talking about Evangelion. 
Well, yeah, they're still talking about it, but I yeah. mean, I, I mean, the, the bilk of the boat has already sailed years ago. Yeah, early internet was all all over Evangelion. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, but, uh, in about ninety eight, they started showing Dragon Ball Z on Cartoon it? Network. Cartoon Network. Yeah, yeah, it was. Sun- it was like pretty Sunday heavily, mornings. Yeah, it was pretty heavily censored, and I already knew everything that happened, like up to the end of the Boo Saga, and they were just showing the first twelve episodes or something. So by the time most of my people in my age range were getting hooked on Dragon Ball Z, I was starting to wind down. I see. see. <laughs> yeah, same thing. It was like like Dragon Ball Z has been around since like the eighties, and then we didn't get it in the U.S. until like ninety eight. That's yeah, crazy. I've been watching fan subs for years, so yeah. there's nothing new to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe my my friend's uh, uh, older brother were actually uh, watching subs for Dragon Ball GT or something. Last I saw them years ago, uh, Dragon Ball GT was not good. Yeah, had, had a couple interesting ideas. They were just implemented badly, mm. as opposed to Dragon Ball Super, which has bad ideas implemented badly. <laughs> you, you really didn't didn't like Super? I, I loved Super, but then again, I watched every episode, and there were like four or five good ones out of 120. D- then again, uh, th- this is shameful to say, but I never watched the original Dragon Ball, and I still didn't watch uh, the original Z. Read the manga. The- I think it's better. Uh, but however, I followed Dragon Ball Abridge. Fucking so I, normie. I, I know what happened. Sorry, go ahead, Moon. Oh, just, just uh, uh, they yeah they broadcast. I think they did broadcast Dragon Ball after Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, they showed. Uh, and I think it was ninety eight. They started showing Dragon Ball Z just right from uh, when Raditz appears on Earth. Yeah, and it ended up being a big hit. And so in like two thousand one or two thousand two, they started dubbing. Dragon Ball. They went through all 150 episodes. Yeah, and that was delightful. Besides, besides the censorship, but what can you do? Yeah, you want to show it on American TV. You gotta make some allowances. Yeah, I mean, it retained a lot. It retained a lot of the feeling of it. I thought it was great. Uh, the 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 dub the dub of uh, uh, I, I thought the dubs were okay, even of even of Dragon Ball Z. You know, they don't really hold the they don't really hold the same feeling hold the same feeling as the the japanese ones but they they have their own character and they're okay yeah the 90s dubs i could tell they're trying to make it like other saturday morning cartoons yeah where every character has these exaggerated voices yeah i remember uh ytv uh, something like uh, seven years ago or five years ago they did a, a big throwback of their earlier year and they actually aired back the first episode of Dragon Ball Z. And oh boy, th- those voices. The, the, the random farmer and the first episode. Oh boy. <laughs> well, in English, they redubbed the, the whole series oh, no, sometime no, I, in the I, 2000s. I meant, well, but, I meant in English. Uh, but yeah, it was the original dub, I believe. Yeah, I remember when they, like uh, four of them. I remember when they meet... Uh, 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 Kame Senen, uh, what's his name? Roshi, the first time. And he's like riding in on that. He's riding in on the tortoise. And he's singing Buffalo Gals, Won't You Come Out Tonight? 
like screaming it. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was uh, that was quite um, a different time for dub. Uh, I love the card capture secret dub, but um, it it gave everyone French names. Like Sakura is not. Uh, I don't remember a Japanese uh, name. However, she's and um, the French version, she's Sakura Gauthier. Uh, any relation to the internet shock image? Uh, what? <laughs> Gauthier. No, no, no. It's uh, it, it's not spelled the same at all. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I remember for the English dub of Sailor Moon, they changed a lot of character names. Yeah, like Usagi was a Serena or something. Yeah, yeah. I actually really love the dub. It's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I'd say that the 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 old English dub is not bad at all because Sailor Moon is already super cheesy. Yeah, uh, I mean they named her Serena, but uh, that's you know like Celine, which is like the moon, so it kind of had a connection. Oh yeah, that makes sense. It's like um, you know, uh, Misty and Brock and Pokemon. Right. Misty has to do with water. Brock has to do with um, well, rocks. Yeah, uh, they did the same thing in French. Uh, Misty is called Onzin, which is as you know, Undyne. Oh yeah. And uh, Brock is Pierre, which just means rock in French. Oh, like the name Peter? Yeah, basically. Okay. However, uh, Onzin is a really bad name for such a young girl because it, it just sounds like uh, an old aunt name or something. <laughs> uh, basi- this is really weird because what happened in Quebec is that we had the the English games. We didn't have the friends the the you know the game in French, so they took the French dub, and they. Uh, they redubbed it, just part of it, to change the names in English for the Pokemon for the characters. However, sometimes they will slip up and some French name will pop up here and there. It was really fucking weird. Uh, They probably figured the kids watching it wouldn't notice. Uh, I noticed. (laughs) I really noticed. When they start randomly calling Charmander Salamesh, you nuts this. So yeah, going into the 2000s, mm-hmm. I get cable internet, start do- downloading more and more stuff, care less about what's on TV, and just explore things wh- wherever I can. Like in about 2005 or 6, uh, someone told me about this manga called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm. And I, I just had to look it up because of the name. And it was so fucking cool. Did, did you um, did you experience the Duang years? Yes. <laughs> yes. For those who don't know, part four of JoJo, a diamond is unbreakable. For a long time, the only version available in English was this version made by, I think it was a Japanese to Chinese to English translation. Good Lord. And so a, a lot of the, like almost all the characters' names were changed. And uh, you could tell... Like the guy was translating it was in his second or third language because there's just incomplete sentences and confusing crap everywhere. What, what a beautiful doing. Yeah. Yeah, the name of the city was changed from Morio to 
doing? Okay, so that's what happened. That, that yes. that's what it actually referred to. Yeah, he's trying to say the city looks beautiful. I uh brought back a JoJo comic from um and uh when I was there in ninety three. It was uh one of the I think they published it in the jump comics. Yes. And uh, I brought back I brought back a stack of those. And I remember at the time looking at it being like, What the shit is this? <laughs> because it's Japanese, but it doesn't look like my other Japanese comics. Yeah. Yeah, this is not like my Japanese animes. Yeah. It's fucking <laughs> so I never I never got into it. I mean that because I, I couldn't I, I, I wasn't able to translate it, so I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, I just read shitty scanslations and loved them. So I guess I haven't watched a whole lot of anime from like 2010 to 2020. I've just been yeah. doing other stuff in my life. That that's my field. <laughs> I <laughs> I've watched basically everything from 2010. Yeah, you should make a list of like the best of each year. I did. It's on Shit Poster Club. Oh shit! When was this? I, I did it like um, in December um, 2019. We'll uh, have to see if we can find it. You did it in a post? Uh, yes, and I still have it. I oh, you still do? Have okay. it cool. That's that's good because then we can we can uh, put it on the sidebar. Yeah, yeah re- we, we should. It. We should because basically uh, I couldn't do a review of any of everything because that, that's insane. Yeah. And in and, and 10 years, I watched, I believe, 800 series. 800 complete series? Yes. That's fucking nuts, man. Were you well, able, Did you have a job at any time? Uh, <laughs> it, it depends on the year. Oh. Man, <laughs> however, that's a shitload. However, when I didn't have a job, I watched One Piece. Oh, that's a full-time job on its own. Yeah, yeah, but basically, it's like uh, unplugging toilets job. For for, for, uh, for two weeks, I will wake up, one piece bed. I did this twice. <laughs> I say two weeks because after two weeks, I just had to fucking stop. I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> I've still never seen One Piece. It's absolutely fucking amazing, but the, the anime goes into such a slow pace. It's ugh. I should However, read the manga instead. Well, there's this group called One Pace, which is cutting uh, the fat. Because uh, what, what happened is that after a certain arc, I believe the war arc, uh, the anime started uh, doing a lot of really cheap um, trick to save time. And uh, that group, One Pace, actually cut uh, all of this bullshit. Oh, so it's like the fan edits of the Star Wars movies? Yes, but actually good. And it, it doesn't actually like cut anything important. Oh. Because what, what happens is that most arc, you have you have several characters in One Piece. So, so basically, it switched to a character. And then it switched to another character often. However, they started doing this really cheap shit where if it switched back to a character, you get some kind of small recap of what happened, uh, of what just happened six minutes ago, and it's fucking unwatchable, but they, they cut all the shit. Oh, well, add that to the endless pile of stuff I want to see, but probably never will. Oh, God. One piece, uh, if you... If you 
if you didn't, it's over. You basically need to have no job to start watching this because we're nearing a thousand episodes. <laughs> yeah, I first heard about it in, I think, 2002. I saw someone on a message board saying, One Piece is the true successor to Dragon Ball. Oh, th- definitely. And I thought, I'll check it out when it's finished. Definitely. <laughs> 18 and years it, it later, never... st- I'm still waiting. Never, it never finished. Still uh, waiting on Berserk, too. Yeah, I wonder what will finish first, One Piece or Berserk. I think the guy who does Berserk is going to die before he finishes. Oh, but yes. Yeah. Well, he has been hiring new assistants lately. He's done yeah, a couple yeah. of, like, three chapters, short stories. Yeah, I've heard an interview. Uh, basically, uh, he started doing some sort of spin-off manga to better train his assistant so that uh, his assistant can assist him better in Berserk or something like this. Yeah. So was, like- was was that the one where it was like a post-apocalyptic thing and there was like a had like a lolly girl in it and then she like peed in a guy's mouth to give him power? Yes. Jesus, what? Yes, and- that one. Gigantomachia. Yes, th- this, but I didn't read it. <sighs> yes, it has lolly piss. What the fuck? <laughs> I-, I mean, I-, I shouldn't say this because Berserk, but still, what the fuck? <laughs> I guess he it's thinks like it's, it's funny. got like professional wrestling kind of vibes to it. <sighs> but what what does this have to do with lolly piss, though? <laughs> it gives it's like gives the guy power or something. I don't. It's been a while since I watched it, and I kind of like uh, didn't recall it as a good thing. Jesus. <laughs> I just remember I turned the page and then there was a girl pulling up her dress, pissing. Like, oh, I don't need this shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'll pass. Art pass for me. The art was good, though. Yeah, it was. Well, of course, it's Amira, so... Uh, so but yeah, he's basically training his, uh, his, his assistant because uh, the art he makes is so fucking amazing. Uh, in one of the recent epi- uh, chapters of Berserk, mm. there's a scene where, like, uh, one of the just one of the demon creatures shoots a cockatrice, and this cockatrice just has gargantuan amounts of detail, just thousands of feathers on it. He, he probably yeah. spent months just drawing a couple of pages with this worthless, do-nothing monster that gets killed instantly, and Kentaro Mira just insisted on drawing it perfectly. This is why we don't get chapters. Yeah, but apparently he does plan on finishing it. So, so we have the uh, Alpha and the Omega of mangas. We have Mira, who cannot fucking make a chapter because there's too much details. And then we have the Hunter X Hunter guy, who, who just does scribbles. Yeah, I noticed a few chapters in Hunter X Hunter. They were just, like you said, scribbles. Yeah, that, that, like, that's, that's basically uh, what he sends to the magazines, I believe. Like, yeah, this is clearly not ready for publication, but it got printed anyway. Say so, This is suffering. Yeah, I do like Hunter x Hunter, though. Man, the, uh, the new anime was incredible. Madhouse again. Uh, I haven't seen it, just read the manga. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, it was not only incredible, but... Um, where it ends, I'm satisfied. It actually ends with a gun and... Uh, well, it's a spoiler, so maybe I shouldn't say this. 
And yeah, but, avoid spoilers you, you, if possible. You, you know, you know where I'm going with this. Yes, if you've read it. Yeah. So it's actually kind of a satisfying ending. Yeah, I think I, I know what you mean. Yeah, even though it alludes to more, I'm satisfied. Oh. Yeah, Berserk is my favorite manga or anime. I I, I forget to um, to talk about it, but yeah, uh, after yeah. Cardcaptor Sectra, before I started like uh, uh, watching cable TV or whatever, I watched Berserk and absolutely loved it. Yeah, the '97 one. Yeah, uh, one of my friends got the. Uh, the DVDs or something, we all watch it together, and my fucking god! Yeah, it's just captivating. Absolutely amazing! What a masterpiece! Yeah, when I first read the manga, uh, I was iffy about the first two volumes. It just seemed like Fist of the North Star plus Giant Sword, and didn't really hook me. But then it went into a flashback to the Golden Age. <laughs> it went into a flashback, and then it never fucking stopped. Yeah, it was went on for like twelve volumes, and it was the best thing ever made. Yeah, basically. Well, basically, I mean, it never fucking stopped. Is that technically it never came out of the flashback? I think. Yeah, it just went back to present. We 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 don't know. We still don't know if the stuff that happens before the flashback is even canon anymore. Uh, yeah, when you're dealing with thirty-year-old stuff, who knows? And there, <laughs> Basically, there was one chapter that Kentaro Mura uh, took out of circulation because he yeah, said it yeah. had too many spoilers. I, I saw it when he was talking with the um, with yeah, the I, idea of evil. Yeah, it's that an was weird. Yeah, it's an intriguing idea that all the evil shit in this universe exists because humans want it to exist. So their desire created a god of evil that inflicts further evil upon them. So I wonder if that's going to be the final boss or not. Yeah, it seems too abstract of an idea to just chop up with a sword. M maybe, but I, I mean... But what if he did? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's gods. Uh, if it exists, he can slice it. Yeah, they do say his Dragon Slayer gets stronger all the time because of all the various supernatural creatures he's killed with it. Mm -hmm. So, if he works his way up to killing the God Hand, maybe... Uh, actually, I believe it's been like four or five years that I haven't read a Berserk chapter. I, I, I'm really, really looking forward to the to the 15 chapters I have to read. Yeah. That's what I do. I just wait, I wait until a bunch of them come out, and then I read them all at once. I binge them. Well, that's exactly what I've been doing, but then I believe it's been like 15 years, and... Let's see. Let's see how. At what chapter I am? I am at three hundred forty-one. At which chapter are we now? I don't know. Pretty close to that. Pretty close to that. Yeah. I stopped somewhere around uh, when they get off the boat and they're on that island. And yeah, that that's basically where I stopped too. There's like monsters and humans living together. I think. Do I got that right? But yeah, they, they, they finally got off the boat where I stopped. Uh, uh, got off the boat to Elf Island, and that's where I stopped. Yeah, that's pretty close to cut up. So uh, what, what was the number? I think the most recent is 362. God damn it. Oh, only 20? <laughs> yeah. I hope this guy doesn't die. Good. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. 
it's gonna happen and if I wonder if his assistance will continue or something because it's impossible at this point uh, I think he said in an interview once that he's written out the rest of the story and they can publish that if he dies before it's done at the very least yeah but, what do you is but then there's the question am I gonna die before <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he was born like in uh, he was born in 1966. He's 54 years old. Jesus. So he could kick the bucket any day now. Dude, he's as old as my parents. Like 54 would be dying young, but it could happen. Yeah. Well, uh, pe- yeah. people die younger than that. Yeah. Osamu Osamu Tezuka died in, in his early 50s, I think. That sucks. He's another really? guy we could do a whole episode on. I'll bring I- him up. I've barely read or watched anything he's done, unfortunately. Yeah. His best, I think, is M.W. M.W.? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a horror story from the 70s. Mm, interesting. Uh, did that get a mon- Did that get an anime? Or is it only a... Mon- they're they're going to remake it into a movie, I thought. Oh, yeah. I, I think it got a shitty live-action adaptation yeah. that everyone yeah. forgot about. But just read the manga. Yeah, the manga is right. really good. Yeah, it's called MW. Just go in blind, so, read it, love it. Yeah. Send it to me on a Fediverse later. All right. But but yeah, g- going back to my uh, best anime of of the decade, we could do a whole episode on that. However, the problem is that only I will be talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's something no one else has seen, then. They'll just we, be listening. We will probably need to get someone else that's a big anime watcher from uh, the Fediverse. Yeah, there's tons of weebs on there. You, you should ask around. Yeah, we, we'll probably find someone. All right. So, yeah, that brings me up to the present. I've, I occasionally watch new stuff that comes out. Like The mm-hmm. past few episodes of this podcast have been, been about stuff from 2020 that I liked. Thank you, Mew. Yes. <laughs> so, Moon, would you like to share your story with us? What was your first anime? Sure. Um, so, I'll kind of, I'll kind of go over what I saw, the very first thing that I saw, and then kind of go along to other things that I've seen since then, kind of like you did. Yeah. Uh, the very first thing that I'd seen was called Galaxy Express Three Nine. Oh yeah. I've which heard is, about uh, it's by yeah, uh, the Lady Death Punk Moon. anime. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Bunch of the Leiji Matsumoto made it, and he made uh, uh, Interstellar five 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 five. I think is what that was called. I yeah. I, I actually saw an anime from uh, from that uh, manga uh, from that author. I, I only know the uh, wait wait uh, Albator. Do you like, like Captain Harlock or something? Yes, yes, and and French she's. Uh, uh, in French, she's called um, Albata. Mm-hmm. That also aired a bit um, in Quebec. Yeah, uh, Captain Harlock first shows up in this series, but he doesn't hang around for very long. I see. Uh, see. And uh, then he gets gets his own series later on. Which uh, so basically, the story behind this is is that there's this railroad train that flies in space and goes from planet to planet and galaxy to galaxy. And the story follows this kid who's a uh, uh, poor kid who is trying to improve his life. And he wants a... I'm going basically off of the Wikipedia stuff because it's been so long since I saw the son of a bitch. Yeah, it's all right. (laughs) 
but he basically wants a robot body because he hates people. <laughs> and uh, uh, he he found out that the uh, the very last stop on Galaxy Galaxy Express three nine is a uh, uh, place that that where you can get a robot body for free. And so it follows him going from planet to planet on this train. And the train is just a, just a, 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 a steam locomotive traveling through space. Yeah. And that's what I remember the most about it was was it showing this this train with all its cars flying out of a planet, you know. Yeah, it's a cool image. Yeah, and it's and it's uh, very very detailed, very high quality. Um, did not see many episodes of that because that must have been around 1983 or 84. So that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, um, I, was, I was just fresh out of the womb. <laughs> I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> I think I, I think that it was translated. I I've tried to find information about this. And I I've not been able to find exactly who it was, but I think it was a Carl Masick translation oh yeah that guy which means it probably was all fucked up and i don't remember yeah he's the guy who made uh, robotech right yep he also did robotech which is another thing i saw when i was a kid which was a mishmash of three different series yep yeah it was macross robotech and then robotech with something on the end uh he also did uh he also did a dub of nausicaa mm-hmm Really? Uh, I believe it was called, I believe he called it Warriors of the Wind. Oh, yeah, that. I heard that was just a butchering. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> um, so I saw all that stuff. But uh, I remember there wasn't any nudity in, in Galaxy Express 3.9, although there wasn't the Japanese one a little bit. But uh, there's a uh, there's a there's a part in, in Robotech where... The pilot guy is uh, peeping on uh, uh, Lin, mm-hmm. Lin Minmay, because they 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 get back into the ship and they're in the they're in the back of the ship somewhere and there's like garbage and stuff and she's dirty so she like takes a shower and like a spring hose thing, and uh, that was pretty exciting for a young me. <laughs> <laughs> My equivalent was watching Dominion Tank Police. Oh yeah, the dancing cat girls. Yep, that scene. I That's remember, a... sorry, I remember Robotech. I randomly got a, a DVD for $1, like mm-hmm. 10, 10, 15 years ago. And I believe it was from the second series, Super Dimension Cavalry Silent Crush. Yeah. I, I really want to watch that. <laughs> it's a good show. Uh, so we did the, uh, did the did the Robotech, talked about uh, Galaxy Express 999, how that was connected with uh, uh, Interstellar 5555. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the deal with the repeating numbers is. But, it it uh, just looks cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. And I pulled up some Wikipedia pages of each of the ones that I was, that I was thinking of. Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, we talked a little bit about Captain Harlock. I did not actually watch Captain Harlock, but... Uh, Captain Harlock was the inspiration for uh, Captain Nemo in the uh, Secret of uh, Secret of Blue Water. Oh, really? Yeah, he's he's like you know uh, uh, very similarly dressed, and you know he doesn't have an eye patch, but he has like a shadow over his eye, and uh, it was kind of a kind of a kind of a throwback to that. So might as well talk about that Secret of Blue Water, which is probably that's that's. I uh, got it on Laserdisc. 
that was after. So, oh yeah, uh, let's go back to Dominion Tank Police real quick. Uh, Dominion Tank Police rented that on Laserdisc at a video store where you could also rent a Laserdisc player. So oh, really? they had they had that and uh, Project Echo. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's a good one. And uh, what was the third one? Oh goodness, I uh, can't think of it off the top of my head. Doesn't matter. But yeah, there's a just type list of '80s anime. Yeah, I'll probably find it. <laughs> and <to> DuckDuckGo. <laughs> yeah, and uh, was it Akira? That was actually that was actually earlier than that. So yeah, I would have saw Akira earlier than that. Um, I'm not a fan of Akira. It looks really good, but the but the, the movie is incomprehensible. Yeah, yeah the plot is total gibberish. Like, like if you read the, if you read the manga, it makes sense. I mean, it, 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 there's enough stuff happening that you can tell what's going on. Yeah, but the movie is like three volumes of a of six giant volumes, and even yeah. those, it cuts out a lot of material. Yeah, and it, you just can't. You just don't know why stuff is happening. But uh, uh, it's a very animation. good. Yeah, it's very good looking, and and that was that was the thing that made everybody kind of start taking paying attention to to uh, anime. Yeah, in, these in the aren't West. Your, these aren't your dad's cartoons. Yeah, yeah, that 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 whole stuff, you know. Um, well, technically, it was my dad's cartoon because. Uh, Shut up. Well, some anime actually aired back then, which my parents actually watched. I'm probably old enough to be your parent, so <laughs> probably. Wonder if my dad watched Speed Racer in the '60s and thought this is dumb. <laughs> Saw it and turned it back off. Yeah, went back to watching cowboy movies. <laughs> But uh, okay, so there was the laser discs. Then I got my own laser disc player because I wanted to watch anime, mm -hmm. and I got the uh, first several episodes of Secret of Blue Water, which is a story set in 1880s France, where a boy is with his father, and they are what are they doing? I don't know. The point is they're in France somewhere, and. Uh, he sees this girl escaping from people chasing after him, and it's a it's like a dark dark skinned girl wearing a like a gypsy outfit. Yeah, I've and seen, he goes to help I've her. I've seen her for years. Yeah, and he like he like goes to help her, and then gets kind of tied up into the whole situation where she was like part of a circus with her pet lion, and then uh, as as the series goes on, you uh, you find out uh, there. Do I want to? Is it spoilers after this many decades? Uh, you can go. You can talk a little bit about the stuff that happens. Like, but maybe not spoil something extremely important that will completely yeah. ruin it. Yeah, just but, get, get people. Well, you find hooked. out. You find out that her. You find out that her. Uh, that she's more important to the plot than just being an unusual character. And the, the series has other things in it too, like uh, the some of the characters that are chasing after her are riding in a big mechanical machine that is uh powered by steam and and is controlled by punch cards mm -hmm. it's it's got like a it's got like a cyber uh what do you call it a uh steampunk vibe to it before steampunk was was a pretentious thing yeah this was from like 1985 yeah yeah and uh they it it, it so they, they they took they took Interesting. It's apparently inspired by the work of Jules Verne. Who? Uh, Jules Verne, the, oh, the guy. Uh, Jules Verne. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. 
twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Yeah, because there there's a there's a part where where because like I mentioned, Captain Nemo. There's a part where they're on the uh, Nautilus. I see. And, the, the, so the steampunk makes makes sense as if it's the inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Well, the okay. steampunk. Well, the steampunk was like the first characters because by the time they get on the Nautilus, the Nautilus is basically like more futuristic than current submarines. Yeah. It aired in 1990. I was way off. But uh, I think I, I think I probably got into it about 90, 93 or ninety five somewhere around there because I got my laserdisc player in ninety four, and it would have been after that. Uh-huh. So. I saw still it, need to watch this. Yeah, I saw it maybe a decade after that. Sometime a, in the 2000s. It's a Gynax series. So yeah. um, that both means that it's good and it also is, has a bunch of shitty filler episodes. Did you know that apparently uh, Miyazaki, uh, you know, Ayano Miyazaki was uh, involved in the story, but apparently, he's not credited. Um, you may be interested to know that uh, Hideaki Anno, uh was involved in it too. You know, who did uh, Evangelion later. Yes, yes, of course, Gainax. I mean, he, he's basically... He, he's the, he was the chief guy at at Gainax. Uh-huh. Yeah, did he work on Gunbuster? Uh, he was an... I think he was an animator on Gunbuster. Look that up. I might be full of shit. But he was, he directed, was involved in... Directed, directed Gunbuster? Written... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I yep. think that I think that Anno, it, Hideaki, it, it, Anno. Gainax was was his company, no? Yep, director, storyboard, screenplay, and key animation for Gunbuster. Okay, yeah. So he was really important to that job. Yeah. <laughs> Gunbuster is great too. I didn't see that until way later though. I I mean Anno is basically the top founder of Gainax. So mm. it, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you can you can you can see his kind of dark kind of kind of dark touch on parts of parts of secret of blue water it's 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 very much an adventure story but but about halfway through it gets extremely serious and the uh the the, the stakes are always real in the series but but about by halfway through it just just it becomes very uh, very kind of I wouldn't say dark but but very serious now they they did a bunch of episodes of it um, I'm not sure how many episodes there were. Let's see if I can find that here. It was like six episodes, the island episodes. The island episodes were terrible. Yeah, just absolute dog shit. Did yeah. not need to be there. The animation there, took a big step down. There, there's 39 episodes that all, I believe. 113 episodes. 113 is what it says. Uh, on no, what? Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah. Okay. Shoot. <laughs> wrong series. No, it was 39 episodes. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, because I have them all on DVD now. Yeah. But uh, they made a movie also that was about three years after the series ended. And they're not married. Like, the main characters aren't married. Like, you'd think they probably would be. And the one thing that was kind of actually unusual was, was along the trip, along the trip that they had, they picked up a girl on an island whose parents were killed but she was just like a just like a really little kid like like six years old or something mm-hmm. and at the end of the series one of the one of the adult guys marries her really like she's like a like like at the end of the series she's like a she's like a 15 year old bride or something yeesh but uh <laughs> that's japan for you 
Yeah, and um, thirty-year age difference is not that strange. Yeah. Well, that guy, the guy was like like forty or something, I think. So it was you know maybe twenty years. Or but it, it uh anyway that they had they had a series they did afterwards, and I'm going to spoil it because I don't give a fuck. It's a piece of shit. All right, go for it. Um, they're trying to find they they find out that there's these uh imposters like the, all these important people in society are having imposters made of them. And the imposters fail after a while, and they're like the like like biological mechanical. And eventually, they track it down to an island where somebody's collecting collecting all of their brains to use them as like a supercomputer. And they've got like all these like glass jars with the brains in them. And uh, then, in in the course of the series, in the course of the episode or the course of the movie. They burn down the place that it that it's in and just just completely demolish it and like all the brains die. <laughs> okay. And okay. like so like I was like the premise of this. I mean, basically, the, what the story is is that that every famous person gets their brain stolen and then they get murdered. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, but... I'm like, this is not entertaining at all. <laughs> Like this is just this is just horrific and terrible. <laughs> like they got kid they got kidnapped and their brains got ripped out and then they got put in there and then in the end the main characters blow it up. <laughs> it's the mercy it's, kill. It's like grotesque. <laughs> they, they, this is strange. The Wikipedia article does not talk about the sequel at all. It's it's uh the wiki it, it's, it's the movie. It's Nadia the movie. Oh, okay, it's the movie. Okay, I see. Yeah, see, yeah. See, see. It's like a long episode, and and so another thing about that series too is that Nadia is kind of a bitch to the whole thing. She's like actually a lot of the time she's like not a very a very likable character, which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah, she has an obnoxious personality in a lot of episodes. Yeah, and she kind of cools down later on in some of the later ones, especially when especially when she gets saved repeatedly. Yeah, when she gets serious. Yeah, yeah. Realizes. But uh, and there were some really uncomfortable episodes where they they were, I think it was when they were on an island, and like there's a there's a guy there who's who's an Indian, and he's like dark skinned and he's muscular and cool, and she's like falling for him, and then like Jean the main the main character, <laughs> it's like he's getting cucked. It's terrible. <laughs> like she's she, like she, like they literally like give her like hard eyes when she sees him. <laughs> And it's just like it's just like no, no. <laughs> like this other guy actually saved your life repeatedly. <laughs> Don't go for the guy that's like good at chopping wood. <laughs> so there was that. Yeah, I watched that, and it was a it's, it's a very good series. I highly recommend it. You can watch it all the way through. There's, there's some filler episodes on the island that are shit. Just not the movie. There's a tiny little bit of nudity, not very much at all. I believe they. They cut it when they rebroadcast it in Japan in the 2000s. Well, anyways, God, we have, God help us, what's happening there? We, we have better series for that, anyways, nowadays. Yeah, if, yeah. If you're on boobies, those little ones like that. <laughs> so let's see, what else do I got here? Um, da, 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 saw a series called Unico, which was actually made made by Osama Tezuka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is about a baby unicorn. And I saw a movie called, uh, what was it called? Unicorn and Unico in the Island of Magic. And it's about an island where, where discarded toys all, all, uh, are discarded and drift, drift ashore on. 
And was this before it, or uh, after has, Toy Story? <laughs> this is way before Toy Story. This was like 1979. Oh. I saw it in uh, I saw it in the 80s. Oh. They would show they would show the movie on TV sometimes. But uh, I believe the the movie released in 83 Japan and uh, well 83 USA. I've never heard of it. Me neither, actually. But Tezuka has like 200 different series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was that was pretty good, you know. So I saw that, and it's, it's it was before I knew what uh, before I knew anything about Osama Tezuka. So let's move on to the next one, Techno Man, Techno which was Man. called uh, Tekka Man Blade in Japan. Oh, I see. Tekka Man. Tekka Man Blade. What does it look like? Oh, I've actually never saw this. What's it about? It's a guy. It's 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 not. It's a like a tokusatsu tokusatsu series. Um, you know where like they you he he gets a suit that's got a he's got like a big robot suit and then he fights things with it. I know that doesn't narrow it down very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of those, but it's 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 one of those types of series. Um. The about the only thing that I remember about it was in the first episode, the main character jokes jokes about uh being being like Adam and Eve with the female character mm-hmm. <laughs> and repopulating the planet. Yeah, th- this seems that's, like a, a, that's kind a of new, edgy for a show. That seems like a newer version of uh, something older, is it? Uh, I think was it done by Tatsunoko? I think it was done by Tatsunoko. Uh, yes, it, yes, it was. it was done by Tatsunoko. From what, what I, I see, there's actually a Tekaman that um, Tekaman is a, a 1975 thing. This is some sort mm-hmm. of a 92 remake, I believe. Oh, yeah, but they're basically being attacked on Earth, and they have to fight. They have to fight things. All right, all right. Okay, so we went through that. There's not sorry, much to say about that. It was pretty boring. Yes, sorry, I, I just have no idea about older stuff. So no, that's I'm okay. Just... So, all right, so what's next? And, uh, Continue. Okay, let's see. What do we got? Uh, there was Devil Hunter Yoko, which is forgettable. Uh, is that the one that was made fun of in The Office? Was it? Uh, Tell me more. There's an episode of The Office where, uh, I can't remember, like one of the characters got obsessed with a certain anime and it was weird and awkward, like everything in that show is. Do you have a name? Was that The Office or was that, was that, uh, was that The Office or was that the other one like Parks and Recreation or whatever? Oh shit, it might have been There was one where a guy, uh, there was one where a guy had, and he had like a body pillow. It might be what I'm thinking of. On the, the office, though, there was a part where they uh, knocked, knocked a, accidentally like knocked the uh, the newspaper out of uh, uh, what's the old black guy's name? I, I didn't I didn't watch the show, but uh, yeah, I know the part you're talking okay. about. Yeah, I've I, seen I, that clip. I, yeah. Apparently, it's yeah, in the yeah. DVD only. It's hentai and it's art. <laughs> they, they they cut it uh, for uh, TV, I believe. <laughs> Stanley, that was his name. Mm. Oh. That's pretty funny. 
So, did you watch but, uh, some stuff on Cartoon Network in the late 90s? Oh, there was a studio there, Studio Ghibli, saw that stuff. That's kind of normie stuff at this point. But it's, yeah. Strangely uh, enough, I've never seen anything they've made. Really? That's, you need to fix what? that. Yeah. Do, do I really? We're watching actually this yes. night sometime. All right, all right. We, we got to fix this. You got to put a, a do that do that a double feature with a uh, Porco Rosso. Okay. Yeah, those are both as I know that's not that's but I watched all as many of those as I could in the uh it was around 90 between 97 and 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh I was at university and we basically had a uh, 10 megabit connection in every room in the dorm. Nice. So, so I just pirated, just pirated the shit out of stuff using IRC. Nice, nice. A DCC. What's you that? Were downloading Sorry? them via DCC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, 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 uh, you connect up into a room and then you use a bot to put yourself into it, a it queue. It still works like this. And <laughs> yeah, and then you had to, you had to stay in the room until until you came up in the queue, and then it would establish a connection back to you to download yeah, the there, file. There's no queue anymore, at least. And uh, and what really sucked though was that that their shitty IRC channel would sometimes just disconnect you for no reason, and you'd lose your place oh. in the queue. Yeah. And uh, would you have to so, yeah, download get, the get file the, from the start? Well, that was before you even got the file. Yeah. Like that's while you were just waiting in the in the damn queue. Uh, just waiting for waiting for your turn to download. So I think the first thing that I got was Porco Rosso because uh, at that point in time, uh, my neighbor Totoro was out in the U.S. Yeah, it was uh, published. It was pu- it was uh, it was published by Fox because you know later on Disney bought the rights, but they could never do my neighbor Totoro because Fox still owned them. I see. And they also could not do. They also could not do. Uh, I believe Nausicaa because because uh, the company that Masic made still had the rights to it. Oh, Harmony Gold. After, yeah, Harmony Gold. So, like after all those years, still had the rights to it. Gee, I, I, how, how did they uh, get such good contracts? It's insane. In the eighties, well, at the time, the 90s, though, at the time, the people, most people, just throw away shit. I suppose. But yeah, did, didn't the translators of uh, Samurai Pizza Cats say they didn't even get scripts? Is that true? I believe I, it. I believe so. <laughs> it, I believe I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard they were just told, make shit up. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That was an entertaining show. That, that That's probably why it was entertaining. <laughs> they just made shit oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember one time they had they had an episode where uh, uh, they were looking at a sign that was posted in the village, and the sign was, of course, completely in Japanese. And and one of them was like, was like, "Can you read what that says?" And the other one's like, "No." <laughs> I just thought it was really yeah, funny. That, that sounds like they actually made shit up. Yeah, but anyway, like so the 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 studio studio and it's pronounced Ghibli, not not Ghibli. I pronounced it wrong. They did uh, so. Porco Rosso is one of my favorites, where it's it's following World War One. A pilot feels shame for having been the only one in his uh, squadron, like in his group of uh, group mm-hmm. of pilots, to sur- to survive. He was the only one that survived, and out of a sense of shame, as, as a sense of shame for that, he he cursed himself, and then he became a oh, pig. That's why he's a pig? And then, yeah, and then after that, then after that, the story is about is about him 
doing stuff and interacting with other people and it's just and it's just a beautiful beautiful piece of work yeah it's uh, fantastic it's got, it's got beautiful music in it this it's got scenery of the uh the mediterranean uh just 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 lovingly illustrated hand illustrated planes and a uh, uh, an adventure story that was like really suited for like a 1920s drama, just just really like thematically just worked so well. It's not one of his more popular movies, and I think that's disappointing. Um, but the uh, the other one that I really enjoyed was uh, Kiki's, Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah, and I actually had to. I actually uh, did not see that one until around 1995 when i had to import it from china on dvd Wait, because DVD that was, was the only way that you could... <laughs> you had a player like 95 or 96 i i had, I had a player and like I, I it wasn't 95 it was later than that i apologize um it might have been like 97 or 8 i, I don't i but, don't remember dvds before the 2000s <laughs> Yeah, must have been. Oh, expensive. The DVD came out in the U.S. in nineteen. Uh, DVDs came out in nineteen ninety six, and I got my player in nineteen ninety eight. Jesus, it must have cost like five hundred dollars. I uh, got a deal on it because somebody dropped really? it. Really? <laughs> yeah, so I paid less than that. I think I paid more for my Laserdisc player than I did for my nice. DVD player. Oh, but uh, the DVD player, I only, I only just threw it out this wow. year. <laughs> really? Um. I, it had been modified. It had, it had been modified years ago so that it could play foreign discs. Yeah, because you know they they uh, they have region blocking on them. Yeah, and uh, the I'm a technical person, but there's there's something that I'm not good at, and that thing is soldering. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, I, I don't even so... want, I don't even want to try this. This this looks like hell. Yeah, I'm better now than I used to be, but at the time I barely got it on there, and it made the player kind of wonky. And it finally crapped out this last Gee. year. My parents were using it. Actually, Jesus, that, that's <laughs> probably the best purchase you ever made. Lasted twenty three years. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I mean, it was a great what, player. What, it worked what really brand good. Was it? That was a Pioneer. Oh, they must make good stuff. Pioneer only makes. They, they did. Yeah, at the time. it is. I would only buy Pioneer at the time, and now Pioneer still exists, but they only exist as a high-end I, brand. I swear to fucking God, my uh, the the family DVD player that we've had for years, I I swear that it crapped out because of planned obsolescence. But basically, it worked, and then an error popped up, and then it stopped working. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. I'm I'm too old. It, it, it's like. It, it's the most obvious sign of plan of obsolescence sense I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was never a fan of Nausicaa, actually, even though I saw that one earliest of all. Oh, that's my favorite. Uh, of the Ghibli stuff, and, I mean. Yeah, and Totoro is, is really, I think, all around one of the best ones. It is the best known one. Yeah. And for good reason, I think. I just think it's it's a, it's a thoroughly enjoyable you think? movie. I've, I've, heard, um, I've heard the contrary. What? There's not yeah, good? Sexually. What kind of joyless asshole doesn't like my neighbor Totoro? Some people, some people don't like my neighbor Totoro because it's 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 very Japanese in its in its in its editing. Um, it's got it's got like periods of silence. 
you know, punctuate, you know, you know, like uh, uh, voices punctuated with silence, uh, like uh, light music. Like it's just really, it's 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 like like structurally, it's 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 Japanese, and I can see how some people just like wouldn't like that. So like one of the things that one of the things that Disney tried to do when they when they wanted to make wanted to make edits to the the Ghibli films is they wanted to fill all the parts of silence with music. I see. Because Westerners don't like that, apparently. <sighs> thinking about thinking about silence, um, I swear that anime in the early two thousands did that a lot. You ever see Samurai yeah, Jack? Yeah, it's a very common theme. They did that a lot, really. Like Samurai Jack is a Western cartoon inspired by anime. It has a lot mm-hmm. of silent moments. There's one yes. episode with no dialogue. Samurai Jack is fantastic. Yeah, I like the uh, if you read that too. that book. If you read that book, Understanding mm-hmm. Comics by Scott McCloud, yeah, he gives a really good breakdown of the differences between Western and Japanese storytelling. Oh, I need to it's, reread that. If you have, if you, it, yeah, if Mew, uh, uh, if you haven't read that, it's basically a comic book itself, and it is it's delightful. It just teaches you how the how the comics medium. And com- basically, how the comics medium works—it's not the same. It's it's not the same as anime, but it's pretty close. Like it, it, it's a lot. Of, it's got a lot of the same beats. It has, it, you can pull some of the same lessons it's, it's, from it. But it's a, sorry, so send it to me on the Fed later. All right. Yeah. That's oh, sure. Un- I'll find un- it. I'll understanding find it comics by Scott McCloud. Yeah, I think he wrote a sequel. That's the stuff. At some point, he did, and uh, nobody cares about it, and it's not good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> At the at the end of uh, understanding comics, he tried to come up with theories for like what might happen in the future with mm-hmm. digital comics, and basically got everything completely wrong. <laughs> which which well, um, what wild thing did he say? It is it had to, had to do with like how how things would be financed or how you do like non linear storytelling using a computer screen instead of paper, mm-hmm. and and. The, the problem with the nonlinear storytelling is is that it's just not comfortable. I see. Um, and the problem with the with the funding was it was just too early. And and, and I can't I, I can't hate on the guy for for being incorrect about about a bunch of things because he was speculating. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. You know, like it's really hard to predict the future. Yeah, no. yeah. I've hardly ever seen. So then he wrote a whole second book. Yeah, I've hardly ever seen a web comic that makes good use of the format. It's basically yeah, yeah. all a newspaper format. Yeah. Still, after all these years. Yeah. Didn't the Penny, Penny Arcade actually made fun of? That? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, go ahead, Moon. Oh, I was going to say the the the, the Penny Arcade webcomic made fun of Scott McCloud's uh, speculations about financing, <laughs> where they they like made a comic about made a comic about how how comic artists would make their money through through a like a finance fairy or something like that. <laughs> Just like made up some, like you're basically like fuck you. Your ideas are terrible. Arcade were really big and back in the days. Oh yeah, are, are they still relevant? No, no. Do, do they still <laughs> exist? Yes, yes, they do. And there are the the art has changed styles, and I think it's not as good anymore. I think they actually have an assistant doing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's looks, my that's my theory about why I, it's I different. Think, I think it changed people several times. Yeah, yeah. They're probably pulling a Jim Davis and just having assistants do 100% yeah. of the work. 
that is what I believe is happening. But no, it some, got really good for a while where the yeah. art art quality and like the coloring was really, really nice. Yeah, in the mid two thousands, it was good shit. Yeah. So uh other studio Ghibli, there was uh Pompoco about about uh uh Tanukis mm-hmm. that were having their having their uh forests encroached upon by suburbs. Oh, yeah, this, this is the anime about the uh, Tanuki's balls, right? Yeah, are there giant nut sacks yeah. in it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. I, I've not seen this. And, and it was apparently it's, not it's, caught in the, the Disney dub, no? It's it's not very good. Uh, but it, what's what's interesting about it, though, is actually I didn't what I didn't realize was, was because what happens is some of them, some of the Tanuki just change into humans and then live human lives. That's like how they deal with the contra- That's how they deal with mm-hmm. the conflict. And some of them decide to stay and some of them decide to stay and fight. Because, you know, Tanukis can change, you know, they can transform, so they just transform yeah. into humans. Uh, but some of them stayed and fight. And what I found out was, was that the the movie was based on actual events where a bunch of people lived where there was supposed to be an airport being built, and people fought that airport for, like, over a decade, even to the point of, like, engaging in terrorism. I see. But in real life? And... Yeah, in real life. So that's, like, that, that's what the story was based on. Uh, but it, like I said, it was not not a very not a very good series. So that that was some of the stuff, and all those things I would get them, and they'd be on ISOs because they'd be video CDs, which you know is basically the worst format. I've I've heard of the, of this format, but I've never played anything in it. It's a uh, what it is is it's a CD-ROM that has an MPEG one mm-hmm. file on it. And it's coded so that the length of the video is exactly the length that it would be as audio. So it's 74 minutes on a CD. I see. And it has terrible JPEG artifacting and smearing. And the audio quality is terrible because you're packing video and audio into the same space that audio went into. So what can you do, you know? Um, Although, uh, by that point in time, the the DivX format Mm -hmm. came out. Not to be confused, not to be confused with the DivX player, which was something mm. completely different. But uh, the DivX format came out, which was a precursor to MPEG four, I believe. Uh, it may not have been totally related. I may have been may have been related, may not have been. But uh, you could you could encode a very high quality video in this in the same amount of space and still have it kind of kind of be in you know still basically have it be intact. And so what I would do is is I would I would get these videos off of uh, IRC and then edit them and re-edit them. I'd get the ISO files of like the the, the CDs or just just files files big files of the actual of the actual video and then render them down to divx format and then reshare them to improve my nice, ratio. Nice. <laughs> But I mean, it worked because people got people got a high quality video that took less time yeah. to download and less space to store. So re- really, it worked for everybody. And I got really, really good at, at editing, edit, uh, doing video, doing uh, video mastering. I, so I, I believe uh, video CDs were very popular in Asia. No. Yeah, they were popular yeah. in Asia. They were not popular really anywhere else. Uh, in some places, they had mild popularity as uh, karaoke mm. discs, but not, but not, uh, but yeah. The, the, as far as I know, there was no official release of a video CD 
player anywhere in North yeah, America. Yeah, I believe the last time I went to Chinatown, they were still selling some and some sort of bargain. Oh, I in. believe it. And I think <laughs> the um, Doctor 64, which is something that you could play Pirate uh, 64 games on it, it, ac- it actually supports sure. uh, video cities. Yep, that was a common thing to build it into other stuff for like mm. value add. Um, what was I gonna say about that? Um, some video game consoles could do it too. I I think I don't think the Sega CD could. The Sega CD wasn't powerful enough. Oh, it was. How about the Palladia? But, uh, I don't know about the Palladia. No, I just but, know um, it had like FMV games, mostly porn. But there was one Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Z game for it that was just barely interactive. There was a. Uh, there is a that was a the PC the PC engine the the Turbo yes. Graphics sixteen. Yeah. I think I could play video CDs if you had oh, really? an add on. Yeah, the Turbo CD. If you had the if you had the if you had the Turbo Duo, I think I think it would work. Uh, the like all in one unit. What was does the American model The American model of it. Uh, I don't believe so. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, but um. I tried to get the I tried to get the 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 Ghibli v- videos on Laserdisc, but way back then, it was you could buy and sell on mm-hmm. Usenet, but there was just no way of knowing if the person was ever actually going to send oh. you the stuff. And I just like I was going to try to buy like so the thing the thing about it was was that there was there was translations and this this goes back to the Kiki's delivery service thing when I mm-hmm. bought it from China was that was that Kiki's delivery service had not been released by Disney yet it, it was on the list but it was years away from happening and I wanted to watch it and there already was an English there already was an English dub and English subtitles that were included on an international release that was released wow. in China. So I just got that disc and modified my modified my uh, player to play uh, Chinese discs, and then had had it. You know, then I could watch whatever I wanted. But pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, not as hardcore as doing fan subs. Uh, I actually <laughs> bought my later disc player so I could do fan subs, but then uh, just never got around to it. It was just so. And it much turned work out that it turned out that, analog. Yeah, it was. It was so much work, and uh, the the thing that I didn't plan on was that Japanese laser discs are incredibly expensive. Like we're talking like a hundred dollars each. In the nineties, so I'd want to get something, and it'd be like a yeah, and it'd be a hundred, and I, yeah, and I'm like a teenager. You know, I don't got that kind of money, so so it just didn't happen. I once listened to an anime, but I, I bought I bought some American resins. Uh, I once listened to an anime podcast where uh, they, they interviewed a guy who, who said uh, in the 80s, uh, he wanted to translate Akira, but there's just no way to get it in the States. There's no official releases of it. So he got a, a random Japanese name and address from a magazine, and he just wrote to this person he didn't know and said, like uh, I've enclosed three hundred U.S. dollars. Could you please buy a copy of Akira on VHS and send it to my address? Yeah, I've heard <laughs> of that story. And it, it and it worked. Is it actually true? It's according to the legend. Yes. <laughs> so and it, and the a whole lot of, assure, assures us that the legend is true. <laughs> yes, and a whole lot of Akira fan subs came from that original copy. Darn. 
Yeah. Uh, the thing with the fan subs too, is that theoretically, if, uh, if something got licensed, then the fan subbers would stop releasing it. And back then they actually did that. They would, they would yeah, stop. Be, be, so it, nowadays that's yeah, not no, the case. That, that's because, um, you remember the, the Kaza era where random people will get hit with lawsuits that just doesn't happen anymore. You, you, yeah. you really have to be a massive pirate or sharer to actually get uh, it with a lawsuit. Yeah, I guess that well, it's of, harder. It's harder to catch the people. Yeah, doing it there's now. that too. But but yeah, but but still, I've I've rarely heard of any lawsuit um, just um, for for the downloaders. Yeah, I guess we've come a long way from the music companies suing random Napster users. Oh, that, that, that was terrible. Yeah, they, they were asking for something like more money than the world has, or something. It, yeah, it was like a hundred grand per yeah. song. Absolutely ludicrous. You ever see the Ghibli movie Tales from Earthsea? Came out in 2006. Nope. Never heard of it. It was That's not why good. I never saw it. But it, it was not good. <laughs> but, do, do, they even, do they even make newer stuff? Yeah. Yes, they've been making stuff. They've made stuff and it's just not that. Like Ponyo. Yeah. Well, Earthsea is unique because it's based on a series of fantasy novels by a Western author from the really? 60s and 70s. And, uh, what's her name? Ursula Le Guin. She, she wrote these, uh, the series about a, a kid who goes to magic school in the 60s, like 30 years before Harry Potter. Mm. There was, well, there is also... There is also a video game. There is also a video game about somebody going to school to be a wizard. There, there has to be uh, at at the very least before Harry Potter. At the ver- there has to be hundreds of works like this. Yeah, Discworld is another. Yeah, yeah, Discworld. That, that's one. But with Earthsea, it's unique because in the first book, the protagonist uh, he doesn't fight some big bad evil. He has to like face his own character flaws and overcome them. Mm. And so the author was really strict about like. Sam- she- Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, okay. yeah, the author was really strict about who she would let make movies or TV shows out of her books. But she- she's some- dead now. Yeah, but sometime in the eighties, she saw Ghibli movies and thought they were incredible, and somehow she got a hold of these people in Japan, and uh, they agreed to to make movies out of it. But they just gave her a line of bullshit. Because they told her Hayao Miyazaki was going to direct it. Ended up being directed by his son, Goro. And the story is not about a wizard facing his own like shortcomings. They just included a generic evil dude for the, him to fight. I'm like, this is stupid. They changed everything for no good reason. And she was alive to see it and be disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, uh, well, I was going to mention the the dubs, the the uh, Disney the Disney conversions. Uh, those were negotiated by uh, what's his name, the uh, the well, Weinstein. Yeah, yes. Weinstein. Oh, and uh, yeah, he uh, uh, through through Miramax, and he uh, wanted to change almost everything. And 
one of the stipulations, which I found out later was actually a little bit different, but one of the stipulations was no changes. And in reality, what the stipulation was, was no changes that are not approved by, by Ghibli. Didn't someone from Ghibli send them a sword, no cut? Yeah, or what? I've heard that story. Yeah, that was a famous story. Yeah, It wasn't actually me as it's a kid. It's too bad he didn't take the sword and kill him. <laughs> he sure laughed. Or kill himself out of dishonor. Vengeance for all those women. <laughs> but yeah, um, but but they they got away with making minor changes. Like I know Kiki's delivery service. Whenever she drank coffee, they uh, said it was cocoa. They, you know, just little things like they, that's they not the worst thing in the world, really? but it's still kind of. Yeah, because kids don't yeah, drink they, coffee. They don't, the, but I mean, at least it wasn't alcohol. Yeah, it's like, yeah. right. And uh, I, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like you can trust kids a little more than that, just a little. But you can trust a kid to know that that okay, the kid's drinking coffee. I don't drink coffee. Like it's not that big. No. Of a deal. Like why does it have to be like like you're just changing shit? Yeah, to change it, it. it's basically the story of Pokemon and uh, the um, changing rice yeah, balls to donuts. Yeah, I believe in French they didn't they didn't even name it, so it is dumb. It's like we can see that it's something weird we don't usually have. Why can't you right. fucking name it? Yeah, because Westerners don't know what rice is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could get into a whole thing about like trans, about like trans theories, theories of theories of how you translate a work. Um, I am a hardliner. Yeah, me, me, me too. Uh, and anyways, it's 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 kind of stupid for for, for just think about it. For years, they've changed anything that's just a bit Japanese, and then suddenly Naruto comes and is super popular. There is nothing more Japanese than yeah. Naruto. Yeah. yeah. When I was a kid, I yeah. liked stuff like exactly. Street Fighter because it was foreign and different looking. Well, that, that, that's the whole point yeah. uh, of yeah. um, of anime and manga being interesting. It's foreign media, and f- that's what makes it interesting in a way. Yeah, just releasing I, like, I an Americanized it. covers is just counterproductive, I think. Mm-hmm. What really, what really worries me about about these big companies doing streaming is that is that well, this has been happening. This has been happening for a while, but I think it's really, really getting it's really going to get worse. Is that that now, these used to be productions for a domestic Japanese market, and the foreign distribution of these things was gravy. Mm-hmm. You know, like and that's not something they planned for. Yeah, like like it was like, oh hey, we can make extra money if we sell the license to these people. And oftentimes and oftentimes you'd have like with the Carl Masick things, like they don't they don't know or care what the actual product looks like because they ain't. Yeah, in basically. Yeah. You know, they they get the monitor. But now with like like these these services like Crunchyroll or whatever, it's making it's making America and other other Euro countries primary markets for which they and they're all they already do this for video games. Actually um, I'm not I, I'm not make, so sure if they're if they're primary markets. As far as I'm aware, uh, none of the studios still see the money. I think it's just still the production committees that makes the money. And 
how much money they actually make is still rather up in the air. Well, I know some things are like uh, uh, Inuyasha was released simultaneously in the United States and oh, Japan. Really? And they did, and that that may be a special case though, because that was by uh, uh, Shogakukan, mm-hmm. I believe, and and they have an American office, so they could have that could that could have been the situation where they could do that because they had a they they had a dedicated foreign office as opposed yeah, that, to licensing. That might help. You know? the, the problem with all the licensing, as I said, it, it's basically just the production committee making money. And I think it's just a one-time licensing thing. Uh, there's also the problem that uh, J- Japanese companies don't understand the market. Uh, apparently, um, Bandai actually had their own uh, home release department in the West, and they somehow completely uh, they went bankrupt. And apparently, the whole thing uh, was run by a skeleton crew. And they still went bankrupt. They, they had fucking Guren again. They went bankrupt. How? Yeah, I believe it. They, 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 yeah. They, this is weird. I, I still believe that they don't make all that much money in the West. Uh, Either that just, or what really was... worries me is that they're... Uh, go ahead. Just that... Just that... What worries me is, is that, like you said, they don't know. they don't know how to read the market. And they've got people over here now that are basically like, we're reselling mm. all your stuff. Listen to us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And then and then you have these stupid fucking assholes. <laughs> I'm sorry, but holy shit. Like these just 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 like incomprehensibly just I don't hate a lot of people, but I really hate yes, these people. It- like like influencing influencing dubs and then just changing the content based on you know, like their, their theory is is that because you can't make a perfect translation then you can do whatever yes, the fuck it, you it's want it's ridiculous I, I know a lot of examples uh, basically one famous example is prison school they inserted a, a gamergate uh, line for no reason that's doubly yeah, that, offensive that was very, <laughs> like people don't want this shit in their anime and like now you're like not only not only you're inserting politics, you're insulting like second rate politics, Basically. like like internet internet well, only what's politics. What's even worse? What, what's even worse? Life. That it's a fan service heavy anime. So what kind of audience do you think you have? Perverts. Yeah. And then not only I think, that, I, but well, didn't they have an issue too where they like had something where like somebody complained about the uh, the patriarchy uh, or something like that, yes, and it's like it, it's a titty it's anime. An, uh, it was Dragon Maid. Maid. It's in Dragon Maid, and it's completely um, totally uh, changed line. Yeah, they, they should have done that. But I, I was also about to say, in prison school, in the same fucking episode, they talk about um, uh, are we? Uh, they mention Archer Fanzarelli. You know the funds. It's like who, who the fuck is your audience? Kid, kids are kids are gonna no, get that reference. That, but I believe in the same episode, even not even five minutes after, the main characters go see a sumo wrestler train. And what country are we? Eat your hamburgers, Apollo. 
But yeah, uh, th- th- that shit is somewhat worrying because uh, Sony, they, they own Funimation. Funimation is basically the second biggest uh, platform for uh, for dubs and uh, anime streaming. And they're also trying to buy Crunchyroll. Here's the problem. Uh, have you heard about the PlayStation censorship? No. Oh sure, because they have an American, they have an American president now, and he's fucking censoring yeah, all the porno basically, games. They, oh, they, yeah, that hentai games getting censored. Yeah, I've heard, I, I've heard a lot of really bad shit. Basically, Japanese companies they have to deal with uh, with the Sony's own ESRB department. They have to do it in English. They have to do it in Californian hours, and basically. Uh, all of these companies doing edge games, anime games, they were the companies that kept the that kept the Vita alive. They're they're completely fucking over the people that uh, that fed them. Yeah, I've heard they've all gone to the Switch. Yeah. Uh, they, they're all in the Switch now, basically. But but what ironic? As fu- as long as you got a platform. But, but what pisses fine. me off is that uh, it basically screwed up the uh, Senran Kagura series. Uh, Basically, um, the creator of the series, he's been saying for a few years that he's scared for the future of these games, of these etchy games, and uh, basically, uh, he rage quit the company because uh, the the latest Senran Kagura is not even released. I think it's cancelled because of this, because of Sony. I know those games are just softcore porn, but I hate to see this happen to anything. They're, they're actually uh, Senran Kegura. I mean, they're not the best fucking game ever. They're, they're kind of low budget, but they were actually kind of fun. I played one on the 3DS for like 15 minutes. <laughs> I did not like it. Uh, it's, it's a decent beat em up. And I love anime tits. It's a decent beat em up. I, I have both of them. I just watched. I just watched the videos <laughs> of them on YouTube. It's yeah, good enough for my purposes. Yeah, there's a channel <laughs> called Censored Gaming that also covers anime stuff. Yeah, it's a pretty good channel for that. But uh, also, there's uh, something else to be worried about. Funimation and Crunchyroll are now part of the production committees of anime. So they might have some level of sway over what goes and what doesn't. That's what I was trying to say before. Is that they they have, they yeah they like they're going to have they're they're going to have influence over how what is actually created. That's uh, uh, pretty bad, honestly. Uh, so far, everything Crunchyroll has produced has been pretty good, but I don't know about any potential censorship. Yeah, before long, all animes didn't they look do that. Like- it's gonna look like that uh, shitty American-made cartoon with Will Smith's kid in it. Uh, <laughs> I I hope not. I hope that we can keep uh, je- you know, anime Japanese. I hope Japan has the sense to keep these interlopers out. I sure hope so. I agree. All right. Well, we're coming on two hours. <laughs> we're. It, it, it's been long enough. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. Uh, is there anything else you want to that talk about? That was a good place, and, to, place to stop, yeah. Yeah, anything else you want to add about your personal histories of watching Chinaman cartoons? 
Uh, just that I've been been really lucky to uh, be able to get get stuff that that other people haven't been able to get. Um, although now now there's nothing particularly special about what I've what I've yeah, seen. Yeah, now everyone can uh, go to any random uh, pirate streaming site and just watch all this shit. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like gatekeeping very much. I mean, I, I, let me rephrase that. Um, I like as much gatekeeping <laughs> yes. as necessary, but I'm glad there's more. I'm glad there's more people into into anime and stuff now, and they yeah, can enjoy it's, it. It's easy. You just watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to th- say. Normies girls get out. <laughs> but on the other hand, the more weebs there are, the more stuff that gets translated into English. So I'm yeah. happy about that. Yep. Oh, right. I think that's it. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Dear listeners, if you want to hear more of our shit, go to shitposter.club. It's an alternative to Twitter. The Fediverse is a cool place. You'll like it. it. It's much better than Twitter. Much, much better. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Read Twitter. <laughs> All right, see you later. All right, goodbye. See Bye. you later. Thank you.